Yes, sir. Bill and Dave's excellent podcast. I got my friend Jerry here filling in for Bill. I'm Bill today. <laughs> here's just Bill. Uh, we're here at Webster's Wine Bar at 2601 North Milwaukee here in the beautiful Logan Square. What a cool atmosphere. Um, and boy... Just in time for Christmas, we nabbed her up. I didn't know for sure if we'd be able to get this, but we have Alicia Gorenson. Hi. Hi. Thank Hello you so much. Hello, everyone. You guys might know her from Roseanne, obviously, although don't be offended. I hope that's not, like, uh, overdone, but um, obviously the original I Becky from Roseanne, we'll, we'll say. Right, right? The, the good Becky. The good Becky, right? The that's right. The, the only one that matters. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, I'm excited. You're from Evanston, a local girl, right? That's right. Yep. <laughs> and I'm back for the holidays. And I just, I love, I, I'm a big Chicago advocate. And I live in New York area. And I find myself, you know, a Chicagoan, like almost an ambassador. Right. So, which means I have to go to all the Bulls games, all oh, the sure. Bears games out there, all the Cubs games. It's a cross to bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. especially this, thank God for the Bulls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I hit the games. I, you know, talk a lot of shit to other teams. <laughs> I let them know what the best teams are, where they're from, where the best pizza is from. It's very important to have ambassadors. Do they give you a hard time in New York? They do. They do, especially about pizza, I think. Oh, yeah. But, you know... I get a lot of, there's a lot of people from the East Coast, like there's a lot of Boston fans patting me on the head as a Cubs fan saying, oh, you know, we know how you feel. We were once there, you know, the Red Sox. And I say, you don't know anything about being a Cubs fan, and you never will unless you convert. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Okay, so what is the best Chicago pizza? I'm a Giordano's girl. Oh, there you go. I like it. However, at my Bears bar, we at halftime, it was two years ago, I did order Lou's as well as Giordano's. Oh, sure. And I brought them into the Bears bar at halftime, and people literally cried, <laughs> took pictures. I mean, this is life as an ambassador. Right. People who are longing for the taste. It wasn't like, wow, you made that. That looks a lot like people knew it was Lou's and it was Giordano's, and they went crazy, I, went crazy. I'll tell you what, I've had, I've had pizza in New York, and... I wasn't all that impressed. I'm gonna no, be honest. I'm no, gonna be honest. But, no. So I think they we got opened that one. their first deep dish, supposedly Chicago style place, and the Chicago vote is it's okay. Right. It's called Emmett's. Emmett's. In Soho. I want to so. say I've heard I've heard of Emmett's. Yeah, some that reason. does sound yeah. familiar. I don't know. I still I don't like pizza that I have to fold over like a mattress. I'm gonna discard. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> if I don't need a fork and a knife. It's not. It's Look, I think if you don't like pizza in general, something's wrong with you. Right. You know, I, I mean, if in a desperate situation, I might do Pizza Hut. But, right. Ooh, you know, we don't yeah. have to worry about Ooh. that. No, it's always good. It's pizza, right? It's always right? good. So. It's kind of a no-brainer. But, you know, when you're from, like, the... It's like we're the France of pizza. Absolutely. Cuisine. Absolutely. <laughs> this is true. So so being from Chicago, um, we're, we're notorious for putting our, our, our TV stars and movie stars up on pedestals. And we claim oh. them. So, like... Um, I'm sitting in a chair, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? We forgot yeah. the pedestal. I told you I she was going to walk the you. I can't see you. You're so far pedestal. down there. There, 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 there. But we, lo we, love, we love our celebrities. I mean, everybody, we're loyal. Like, Chicago, if anything, is a loyal city. So we're, we're always glad to say, like, 
Well, Becky is from Chicago. She oh, lives. absolutely. She oh, lives. yeah, it's bragging rights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hometown bragging rights. You know, for those of you uh, out there listening, this is actually a family affair here today. Uh, Lisey's joined by her boyfriend and her father, yep. uh, Steve, who is a parking malfeasance committer, from what I understand. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so I got the first question. You know, I wrote down like 100 questions because I've just... I'm Wait, just, I got I to gotta interrupt, though. Okay. I, ha- I have a question. I mean, it's like been burning forever. Okay. Oh. And I hate to ask. Maybe you should sure be a doctor. Ask, oh, that's a good idea. But I have to know. Everybody wants to know. Okay. Are you and Mark still together? Oh, my gosh. No, you know... <laughs> You, you know that Mark, the actor, actually passed away. I don't know if you, you know. Oh my that. God! I yeah, didn't that. he did. He he died uh, several years ago. Now it was like maybe um, I don't know if it was even 2000 yet. But oh wow! Yeah, so it's very sad. And and he was just such. I was so lucky to have him as my boyfriend on the show because he was so wonderful and it was it was just such a tragedy like he had so much more to give as a person as an actor and he was so beloved so it was a real tragedy for us well, i i thought the great it was great tension between him and john goodman I mean, oh those yeah characters were, were, yeah that was phenomenal yeah. phenomenal so just out of curiosity how much did your experience and i hate to just talk about roseanne because no. your resume is so much more comprehensive that's true but <laughs> at the risk of being redundant how much uh how much was your real life or your real home life uh did it, how much was it like Roseanne, or was it a complete stark difference? Um, th- it was a lot different. I think that one thing that you know was in our family was, you know, obviously we're from the Chicago area, and um, I think I don't know what that really means, but I think that reflects your values and how you see things, and feel you know maybe being more relatively down to earth and easygoing. But I, I think also um, just the sense of humor. Oh, yeah. That was in the family on the show. My family definitely, you know, has that in spades as well. So, so it was a good fit for you. Yeah, but I mean, it was also like, to be honest, I was this, you know, in my mind, I was like really cool when I was young, <laughs> in my mind. And and Becky wasn't that cool. I mean, she was more of a nerd and she was more right. of a mall girl. And like we all knew those mall girls in the suburbs of Chicago and said, oh, well, we're not that, you know. But suddenly I was that. <laughs> and I was putting on pink pants when I was always a tomboy. And I thought, oh, my God, is this like a lavender sweater with pink pants? I'm going to die. <laughs> But um, after a while, I just thought I really embraced my inner mall girl. And I said, sure. you know, this is a real person. Like there are mall girls who are, have integrity and who are smart and et cetera. So it was like it was a big moment as an actor saying, hey, it's not you. It's not, you're not always who you think you are, who you want to be. But you it, part of that compassion is, you know, representing other people right well and he played it well it wasn't like an exaggerated version of this right mall girl character so it was believable which is which was awesome and you well, have I to think be the that hot was sister the thing about too. oh yeah so i mean yeah right. you gotta love that yeah oh yeah so you know. I, I gotta take you back now this is now this is going back to before the internet and before oh. all this you're you're a 13 14 year old girl in evanston right <laughs> all right how do you get to, to how do how do you connect with with a with a TV show like that, are you acting and are, are you are you in some kind of training improv something like that? How does that happen? Yeah, I actually um, I grew up dancing at okay. um, the art center in Evanston, 
and there was a theater down the street or down rather the hall from the Noise Cultural Arts Center. It was Piven Theater Workshop. Oh, okay. And um, so that's where John Cusack came out oh, of, yeah. and Lily Taylor, and it's uh, Jeremy Piven's Jeremy parents, Piven's right? parents, right. Yeah, yeah, that too. And I did a play actually with Jeremy. Oh wow. Um, in Chicago as a benefit to their theater company. That was oh, very cool. Years it was right after he got Entourage, so he didn't oh, wow. start doing Entourage. So if you can imagine that era, oh yeah, yeah, that's when that was happening, and so. They were affiliated with an agency called Getty's in Chicago. Okay. And they would, you know, there are certain people like John Hughes and people that really wanted that authentic Chicago flavor mm -hmm. sure. of acting and, and personality. And so, you know, ABC and Carsey Warner, you know, wanted people from Chicago. And, you know, Laurie Metcalf was also on the show as a Chicago right, legend. Right. And, and um, so I just, it was my second audition. And I showed up to the agency and and I thought it was just a fluke and I felt kind of like an adult doing something neat going to <laughs> sure. downtown. Yeah. And then I got a call. I literally opened a fortune cookie that said, you will be graced with the presence of stardom. And the phone rang and then I was out in L.A. Wow. So, oh, my God. I need the name of that Chinese restaurant. I know, right? Oh, man. That's, yeah, really, yeah. that's, yeah, that's awesome. Save Great your, story. Pay attention to your fortunes, <laughs> right. people. Right. Great so then does, uh, does the family then say, all right, we got to pick up and move to L.A.? Or, or are you going out there? Or well, back? you know, in the beginning, first of all, it's like a whirlwind. But you, we didn't really know what the fate was right. of the show. And at that in the early germination of a show, it could go here or there. Right. There were a couple of things that we knew were to its credit, which is that it was produced by Carsey Werner, who did the Cosby show. Sure. Which now is a much different connotation <laughs> right. these right. days yeah, than yeah. it used to. But we'll different different interview. Yeah, yeah <laughs> different different subject. But um so we knew that the, it had its strengths. We knew that Roseanne was, you know, a comic that was hot that people were interested in right. and we, you know, and, I, you know, for me, the fact that Lori Metcalf was cast was the real amazing thing because, you know, my parents saw her at Steppenwolf and oh, she was here. just, oh, great. you know, she was just like, a, like the, like the most renowned actress of, of the time in Chicago, sure. pretty much, you know, along with like John Malkovich and all the other great Absolutely. people coming oh, out of Steppenwolf gosh. and, um, so we knew we had it, but you still never know about the chemistry, but with the writers and everything, like we started to realize that it was going to be a hit. And then overnight we got like this great rating and then, you know, the rest is history. But so it, it's not like we said, oh, okay, well, we're going to move out there right. and right. we know right. we want to live here or whatever. Right. It could have ran for six episodes and seen the X. Well, and yeah. maybe never even seen the, the light of day. Right. Yeah. Yet. Right. Exactly. It never been picked up. Yeah. 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 Anything can happen. And. Um, and also, you know, my family, we all had, I think the difference between me and a lot of young actresses that are out in LA is that I had a full life here. I loved being in Chicago. Mm -hmm, right. I had friends, you know, I, I had a social life. I had, you know, things that I loved. I was on teams like the soccer team or whatever. And so it wasn't just like an easy... Oh, oh yeah. give it up. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was really a quandary, yeah. I felt oh, yeah. like. Well, like you said, you were a Chicagoan. And so, right, exactly. it's, a very, it's a very different world on the West Coast. Than well, it yeah, is and here. you're yeah. in your life. I mean, I think, you know, some parents push their child just to be an actor and say it's their dream. But to me, like, I was really in my life at the time. So it was just kind of being plucked. 
Oh, yeah. And making a really adult decision at that age. Were your you know? parents a, uh, a motivating force or a, a strong uh, supporting factor? Were they a little bit hesitant about you uh, taking a responsibility like that? They were absolutely hesitant. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know... Again, they had lives. Right. Um, they have their careers and they have their community. And, and like I said, things weren't that bad. It wasn't like I was escaping something horrible. It was right. just like yeah. an opportunity that really literally came out of the blue. That's crazy. Yeah, that is great. It's nice that you had such supportive people, though, who were willing to do what had to be done to allow you to take the chance. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you, I think people that go away from their original situations and, and you realize how really important that is. And right. I feel like that, you know, the difficult times, the fact that I knew I could come back on breaks, I could go to Camp Echo through, my, through right. the YMCA <laughs> in Fremont, Michigan, and be a counselor and be with my friends. Like, it was, it really helped in those times where it was like, oh my God, I'm in LA. Who am I? What am I doing? And right. then I would remember, right. oh, I, I'm used to eating this kind of pizza. Right. So. Yeah. Those are really impressionable years. I mean, you're talking 14, 15, right. 16. I mean, those are those are imp really impressionable years, especially to be out in L.A. I mean, you've all heard we've all yeah. heard the stories, you know. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah and it's, it's also as a young woman, particularly, is different. I think than being a young man, it's sure. it's equal in the same way. But it's also, you know, this idea of there's so many people have such strange associations with so many things that the show was right you know families a, a strong mother mm -hmm. you know i've had people come up to me and just say i hate her or i hate the show and i think you actually crossed the room just to say that that's so interesting to me mm -hmm. because oh yeah it, obviously you feel something about it right and i think that's the kind of show it was absolutely or you know when i was in times square and there was like a there was like a, you know, eight foot black man that stopped me in the middle of Times Square. And I said, yes, sir. You know, right. and he said, I got to tell you something. And I was like, you uh -oh. know, I, I don't know how much money you want. But, <laughs> right. And he basically said, you know, you were the character I identified with. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because that's the relationship. Like of all the characters, he said, y your relationship with your dad on the show was like my relationship with my dad. And I thought, oh, wow. this is a oh, real universal cool. thing. I think that's what made Roseanne such a big success though, was the cast that they put together had a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. And so it might've been the the, uh, the domineering mother. It may have been the, the blue collar, I spend most of my time in the garage tinkering father yeah. who screamed when he talked. <laughs> right. It could have been, you know, the sister, uh, uh, you know, Darlene's oh, character yeah, who was a little people. darker. It could have been Becky, though, you know, there was the financial hardships. Oh, yeah. There, there was something there for everybody, and you guys managed to pull it off. Well, and I think it was really therapeutic. Like, there's so many families or representatives of families that have come up to me and said that it was something that they did together was sit down and watch the show, and they would, what a great they would thing be to able hear. to laugh at things that maybe were uncomfortable to talk about in their family. It, it was like a catalyst and a catharsis so that they could actually realize like we're not perfect right we have problems but like we can laugh about it and 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 this is a reflection of us we're imperfect mm -hmm. you know and i feel like that's it was very rare for that at the time to see that on tv I it think was we're still used to seeing you know you think of actors being looking perfect right. acting perfect mm -hmm being heroes and not saying, you know, the common man can be a hero. Right. Too. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and you guys, you know, you must think to yourself sometimes that you were 
perfectly placed in history. It came at a time when, like you were saying, things that were a little bit more controversial were starting to be dealt with in a different way and could be portrayed on TV. And, you know, like, so it was just such a, a changing time. Yeah. Well, and someone like her, I mean, someone who's that, you know, outspoken and just, I mean, you know, the real mega force behind our show was her. She's right. comically has some kind of genius. I don't like to use that word, but I really think in her case that it's true that not everyone has that kind of timing. They don't have the ability mm -hmm. to translate like real things into really hilarious things. Right. And she was really a stickler about the level of comedy right. on the show throughout. So did it make you better at, at what you did? Absolutely. I mean, being around John Goodman oh, and Laurie geez. Metcalf, like how could it not have? I yeah. mean, everyone, our guest stars, Shelley Winters and Estelle Parsons, like oh, it was yeah. like, like when the plane would land and the guest stars would come from New York and that's where Carsey Warner pulled a lot of their actors from the theater. It was like Christmas every Monday. I couldn't <laughs> wait to see because there were these great actors. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that were off in New York doing theater. And it, Oh, and oh, Natalie yeah. West, Natalie our local West. heroine, Natalie West, who's <laughs> still in the Chicago theater, who was equally um, around. And yeah, it was. So, she's amazing. So, are you able to like watch watch the show back, or are I know some sometimes you right. get somebody like Johnny Depp that will not watch anything he does. Is it is yeah. it hard for you to watch it, or, or do you watch it back and enjoy it, or? Um, I I watched I always watched it when it first aired, right. and then after that I really have not. I we did it was our um, I guess it was twenty twenty fifth anniversary of the show or something like sure. last wow. year. Jeez. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And to so think they about? asked me to to choose the episodes. It was the We Channel Women's Entertainment. Oh sure, yeah. Asked right. me to choose the episodes that I loved the most. So I really had to kind of go down memory lane, but. <laughs> I really, my memory of it, it's like, I mean, looking at high school photos, it has that kind of weird, like, nostalgia. Oh, is that me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, then, you know, fast forward a few years, you walk away from it to go to school uh, at Vassar right. over in uh, Poughkeepsie, I think yeah. it was, right? Yeah. Very admirable, by the way. How, That's right. Well, how hard was it? Because you could go back to school anytime, right? And you chose to walk away from a show that... I, I presume at the time was was a hit. I mean, four oh, seasons. Oh, yeah, it was right? a huge yeah. hit. Yeah, yeah I, I was a little younger, so I caught five it reruns. Seasons, but yeah, yeah, it was a big hit. But so, did you realize what you were walking away from? Was it a tough decision, or? It definitely was a tough decision. In a way, it was a tough decision, but in a way, it was the kind of one of the first times in my life where you feel like it's the only decision. Sure. Which is weird because it's like you're open-minded, but I just felt like what I was missing in my life, which was being around my peers, which was like, I love going to school and right. I love, like I was on the rugby team at Vassar and I was, you know, doing poetry, like I have all these varying interests. And right. when you have a full-time job and you're in high school, you don't have time to do anything but that one job. Right. And I just, I really longed for normalcy. I sure. longed for change. I had done that and I, 
and I really respected everyone that I worked with, but I just felt like for my own soul, I had to make a move. Did they and give it was you a hard tough. time? Or? Yeah, I was going to say, now, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not that long ago, but it's long enough ago that the, the paparazzi wasn't quite what they are now. I mean, did you find yeah. that when you, when you left and went to school, were you able to get through your daily routine in your classes without much notice as, hey, that's, that's this one particular character from Roseanne? Were you able to just live as yourself? And, and well, I think because the show was so popular at that time that, you know, it wasn't, I never did interviews. I wasn't a big, I didn't act like a celebrity. I didn't right. do red carpet stuff right. because I just found it kind of tacky. You know, I wanted to come home and like go to garage shows in Chicago. Sure, <laughs> good That for was you. my focus. But um, yeah, I guess it was, Vassar small. Right. And the first day of school, I was actually like trying to be incognito and kind of overcompensating, like wearing right, sweat shorts right. and fake oh, glasses. Yeah, yeah. I have perfect vision, but whatever. <laughs> and the president gets up and she says, oh, we have a really interesting, you know, class coming in. We have a trapeze artist and this, and we have a sitcom star. Oh, and I boy. went, oh, God. Oh, that's it. down in your chair. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so I went, uh, my cover's blown. And I, I found, like, a lot of people expected me to be a jerk you right. know they expected me to think i was better than them and be i was so like hey guys i've been in Sino woman in a cave for five years i'm ready to like meet you guys and hang out and they were kind of like okay snobby la girl i'm like la girl i'm from chicago like what this is crazy right. oh man it's brutal you so it clearly you had to talk to them about pizza yeah. just to get yeah. them back on track i mean like well, hello like <laughs> so Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was saying, so following the years, I know you did return to Roseanne some uh, right. uh, after you left to go back to school. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, the, the was it the last season where you and Becky, too, switched off, which was fun for the viewer. But did you find right. after the, the run of Roseanne was over, were there a lot of doors that were open to you because of your experience on Roseanne? Were you able to kind of choose what was more important to you or passion projects following that? Oh, we're more, more typecast. Like, all right, we've got to find a, a right. role that fits this girl that's, that's Becky, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little of both. I definitely feel like... You know, as an actor, it's a very extremely difficult lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter whether you're, you have a great restaurant job during the day or you, you know, you got an uncle who's in the business or whatever. It's right. still, no matter how you slice it, it's, it's an extremely difficult thing to, to be a lifestyle. Sure. So in that same regard, I feel like, sure, when I started doing theater in New York, they weren't, I wasn't just a young buck that they said, oh, this girl's talented. <laughs> of course they thought this girl can sell tickets. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, that's and, tough. you know, people, there's an interest other than just the fact that she's an actress from Chicago originally. Right. So, of course, it opened up doors, but it also, in the same right, you're not fresh. You're not coming and they're saying, oh, we've never seen you before. I wonder right. what your potential is. They're saying, oh, we've seen you every week for you know, seven years. Right. Like, yeah. we, we watched know. you grow up. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like a lot of times they're like, oh, you can play, you know, and it's interesting class wise or like, oh, you can play that trashy or whatever. Oh, and I'm thinking nice. yeah. like, you know, so there's a lot of, unfortunately, not a lot of imagination in casting technically, but mm -hmm. I've been in New York for a long time 
And I think that one thing that I can say is that the casting people who know me know that I'm down to earth and that I, as much as I've gone through that, that I still am, you know, have a work ethic and right. that I'm going to show up and do the job and, and not say, Oh, I'm going to, you know, just do a lot of publicity and try to, and think about, you know, my n- narcissism level. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I, well, I have to say, and Dave, you should probably speak to this for a second. Uh, it, it's very cool, uh, even how you agreed to to be here today. Oh, yeah. Uh, you awesome. know, just you were speaking about, you know, more being more down to earth and, and, you know, not having this narcissism. And it's very clear, you know, even just in uh, even yeah. just sitting here with you, you can Well, tell. I feel like you never know. I mean, I do. I've done a lot of podcasts. I don't know what made you guys think oh let's have Lisi on the show but but oh, um, ask him it's a great story uh, no it's kind of <laughs> embarrassing rather well well i was watching one of the many roseanne marathons oh. and then uh it was an older one i go you know what the original becky's so much we got my wife and i got into a debate over it i go well it wasn't a debate because we both agreed we're like the original becky's so much better and right we, i look on imdb and i saw you're from evanston i'm like get out of here I did, if she's from Evanston I'll try and reach out and I went through the chain and oh, wow. you're very accommodating so it was that's very cool. cool yeah I've actually done a lot of I asked because I've done been doing a lot of podcasts in New York um, recently sure. and I and I really I think it's fun you know I mean I think everyone's you're into comedy you're into art like Absolutely. Everyone's in the same, into the same stuff. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? He did stand up. I did a little improv. I wasn't good at it, but I mean, it was fun. <laughs> um, but, but then, so then I'm looking through it, and, and of course, I try and do some research, and, you know, I'd probably drive everybody around me nuts. But then I, I look at, I, I saw some of the shorts you did. I did, um, um, uh, Boys Don't Cry, which which was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, that yeah. was. A and great so movie. you land you land this job. And it, you know, I think uh, didn't Hillary Swank she won the Oscar? F- yeah. for yep. that best. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So is that a is that a, a a movie that that they reach out to you that you have to audition for, or how does that come about? I auditioned for that movie like twelve times. Oh wow! Are you it serious? was one of those things that the director really had a vision and she, it was very you know she actually went to she went to university of chicago okay and then she went to columbia for film school and she mm. went with the soul pretty much the sole intent to tell that story really how fascinating and so she you know she worked on the story and she was like very much um immersed in the in the world of the story she went to the trials of the two murderers mm-hmm. she she saw it as more of a sociological um representation about a culture rather than a victim right right she saw the murderers as victims she saw the whole culture i mean the, that environment has the highest amount of domestic violence in the in the country mm-hmm. which i believe is lincoln nebraska um so she was very thorough, and so that being said, she really wanted to have the right mix. Right. And you know, as far as Hillary is concerned, she didn't say Hillary was the only one who passed as a, a guy. And she, the first time I saw her, she it was pretty remarkable. But she said it's because she smiled. Hmm. It's because she huh. she had a there was a positive light in her about the character that wasn't just playing the tragedy. And I think for me, my character was based on a woman named Lisa Lambert who was tragically killed um, in that story. And, but I was 
my character became Candace as more of a a device of the sure. story to mm-hmm. tie people together. Right. Um, because normally they were in different worlds in, sure. in reality. So I had a little more liberty um, in order to, I wasn't playing an actual person right. that lived, right. but I, it was definitely similar. Whereas the other actors really were right. playing real people. And that was really, uh, the thing that was so amazing about that is, you know, we're all, in our 20s and we were young and but we all knew how important it was it was a powerful movie I mean, it was i graduated high school in 99 so like that was i remember that movie coming out was you know i i, I had uh um i remember seeing it just feeling like walking away like wow this this it's one of those that, that you walk away pretty heavy heavy hearted yeah it know? is was well, that, it's funny because the premiere of it here was at the music box oh really and I was doing a play in New York at the time, and I was, it was, I was really excited about it because it was my whole family, and like so many of my friends went to that premiere, and they were all in my favorite theater, The Music Box, and I thought this movie is so, I was just really excited thinking about all my loved ones in Chicago to at The Music Box, them. at oh, my yeah. favorite theater. So I'm waiting for my mom's phone call, because I thought, oh my gosh, she's gonna see this horrible, well, spoiler alert, scene with me. <laughs> and she's gonna be devastated. Like, what's my mom gonna do? She's gonna be so upset. And my mom called, I said, okay, how was it? And she said, you know, I liked the movie. And she said, you weren't really dead. I saw your eyes <laughs> oh, move. Oh, no. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> well, thanks, mom. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> And I was like, you know, supposedly sometimes she was like, I didn't, you were breathing. And I was like, oh, I, I surely affected you, mom. Right, right. Mom, I'm sorry I did not look deceased enough for you. Yeah, it's like, will you time. be wearing a tank top and freezing toilet water in the middle of the winter in Texas? <laughs> right. And see how you do. Right. Oh, really? Oh, after no. after the premiere? Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Sorry, now the interview is with my dad. <laughs> oh, Steve over here is a good yeah. guy. We go way back. That's right. Well, it's funny because now people say to me, they say, oh, my God, your mom, what was she thinking? I was like, well, if you really want to know. <laughs> right. You got you to gotta, you gotta have fun with it. And it's, it's, uh, it's just too, that's a typical mom thing. Well, right? and if anyone can criticize yeah. you, it's your parents. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, let's keep it real, too. I appreciate that about her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. So then, then you, you move on to do some, some other phenomenal <laughs> movies and all. And uh, it's interesting you brought up the theater because you were in a couple of plays. I, I didn't see. I tried to look into. But, uh, Mike, I'm curious, you know, so, so now you're, you've done a, a hit TV show. You've been an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, before I said, did you get to go to the Oscars? Did they invite no, you? No, I didn't go to the Oscars. You, you don't get anything. No. Oh. Um, but you know, that's I really don't believe in award right? shows. I was just about to say, <laughs> like, you don't look like the Oscar type. I was just curious. I just don't you. think about art in terms of like awards. And I, I mean, I think, you know, I'm sure it's flattering. You get free stuff, but it's like, really? I right. mean, there's so many movies I like and I just... Even someone like, you know, Bill Murray, I, who I love, it's like saying like, oh, he deserved it. It's like, but there's a lot of great actors. And like, right. Bill Murray said that about himself probably. Right, yeah, I probably so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny like being in Williamsburg and it's like, oh, Bill Murray's around. I'm like, he's from Chicago. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. did you see him at the Bulls game? Yeah. <laughs> 
so New then, Yorkers. What are you going to do? <laughs> so then you get into uh, theater, which, I mean, I can tell that there's a passion there for theater. So are you, are you, do you still do theater currently? Or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, I've done a lot of theater, and the theater community, I, I guess because when I started, you know, it's like when I – when I moved out to New York and the theater people were like, oh, she's a you know television actress. Oh. Is she going to be able to deal with the New York stage? And I'm thinking, there's no like, hmm, I wonder if she did theater in college, which I did. Or right. I yeah. wonder if she was, came from a theatrical background like and studied theater as a child, which I did. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like this spoiled, you know, whatever. Anyway, but, um, but the community that I have in New York is really amazing. And there's so many great people I've worked with. And I just, you know, I'll go to an audition, and in my attitude, I think generally people who I know, um, who I've worked with, it's like, if not me, you. You know, you just say, there's a role for everybody, and hopefully it's one of us. Right. I guess important question, have you ever, have you turned down any roles just because you didn't feel that they, or you felt they didn't so much fit, or you weren't uh, excited by the character? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, it's interesting. I mean, first of all, if you're always on call, which you are always eager, then you can't ever take a vacation or you can't, you know, life goes on. And and I find myself saying, well, I can't do that. I can't go out of town in case I get this. But you got to still live. Right. So there's that. There's like, I'm not going to be around for this. But then there's also, you know, what like early on i turned down a theater role because the um the billing wasn't equal right and i i just didn't in a way i think hollywood i get like who's first who's sure. second who's right. the and credit everyone talks about the i want to be with right you yeah. know with lisa gorns or whatever featuring. yeah featuring <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the people fight about that but in theater i just don't think that i want to have that i feel like we're all showing up the same amount of time. Mm. Every role really is the same. Yeah, different level of professionalism than TV maybe? Well, it's just my own feeling about it. And I'll tell you of like the, you know, 30 plays or however many I've done since I graduated from college, I have never once had a play where it has not been in alphabetical order. Oh, yeah. And that's that's just, if I'm going to stand up for a philosophy and, you know, people say like, well, how can you say that? And I kind of say, well, you know, Maybe because I can and because I believe that. Right. And, and, and if you're a young actor and you've never done anything, you're going to take whatever you get. But in the position I'm in, I'm going to assert my philosophy, which is that we're all equal here and sure. we're all showing up. And that little actor who has three lines can steal the show. And Absolutely. that's the truth. Right. Absolutely. That's the and truth. has to put in the same level of work cooperation with everybody else because you're present you're right. present every night and if you don't show up then you i mean you got to show up and yep. i i just feel like you know but generally it is that way it is alphabetical it's not you don't do a play <laughs> hoping to win a tony or an right. obi or right. yeah you know whatever it is here right. so might we see you uh on a stage in chicago again anytime in the near future i would love that yeah. so i, would would, I think it. everybody else would too Absolutely. you have to promise though that if that happens you have to let us do this to you again yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay. i would absolutely love that i perhaps so could have worded fun. that differently it sounds like we're, we're committing some 
some active torture or barbarian. <laughs> but I think I would have to play someone like really overweight because I'd be eating oh. so oh, yeah. much while I'm here. Like the work that I would do. Somebody overweight from New York. That's who you should. That, 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 right. that, yeah. You do that. Right. There you go. Right. Um, so, so um, do you read reviews of, of, of performances that you've done or do you just avoid those at all costs? You know, I... I don't have any here I to, re- to read you. I, they, they really haven't been that bad. But um, I do. I, You know, it's kind of like when I was a kid and I knew, I kind of wondered where my Christmas presents were. And sure. I would try to, like, wonder, like, peek at, or just, like, where are they? You know, right. it's like the curiosity, basically. I can't. Right. Um, I know that, you know, everyone knows. And it's funny when you show up to a play and everyone has an attitude. Either someone's very forlorn right. or someone's kind of <laughs> strutting a little bit and oh, it yeah. just happens. Oh, boy. And then just by that, even if you do not read the words, right. you can tell by the moxie and the disappointment of others what the review was. Because right, right. somebody read it. Yeah. <laughs> and But I this play I did, I guess it was like, um, not not this past summer, but the summer before, I got a fine review, but it just said the play, the play that I was in, it was like a, sh- a short of an evening. It said the play was very bad. Oh, oh, what a, and I thought, was what like a wonderful no synopsis, which yeah. is like, right. I've, that's like a rare, I mean, I've never, but I thought, first of all, like, well, they really are hiring creative critics. These right. Days. Yes, so it's like a big lexicon of interesting language, you know, but you got to. To me, I, I told people that. I said, yeah, they said it was very bad. And people said, oh, don't. But I think it's funny. I think it's funny critics and, you know. That's like a review you can tweet. Right, yeah. Right. yeah I was going to say, yeah, if the review is short enough that you can tweet it and still add hashtags. Yeah. Shitty review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a three-year-old. Like, that was very bad, oh you know, or something. Yeah. How insulting. That's yeah, just absolutely. Like more more so, insulting that they didn't put the effort in to review it properly. One other thing, uh, you know, when you talk about theater, it's obvious that you have some uh, very strong beliefs about it, and which is cool. I think everybody should about their work. And, you know, like you said, it shouldn't be that you take everything that you can get. Um, right. What, uh, outside of your professional life, are there any other things that you hold very dear to you, uh, be they, uh, um, you know, any particular Besides social the movements or any, community? You know, commu- any type of community or charitable stuff that, that you hold particularly close? Um, I guess there's nothing. I mean, I guess one thing that's, I, I, love animals i'm a vegetarian and you know it's like that's something that's really important to me and i mean there's i guess there's so many issues i guess there's not one that you know i particularly you know advocate but right um i'm i'm a sensitive being that's for sure i'm the same way no no harm no foul oh yeah we all know you're a sensitive being so sensitive Uh sensitive being doesn't he so um, I got to get into these shorts. I know I don't want to keep you oh, okay. too long, but I I watched these shorts. I watched I watched two of them that that I could find, and okay. uh, they're they're actually really fun. I love shorts. I'm a big fan of shorts. And can you explain Monster Slayer to me a little bit? Oh I, my gosh, that's so wild! <laughs> I was watching this Monster Slayer. It actually it was kind of funny because it just takes a kind of a weird twist at the end. Um, but just walk me through like with. That's got to be so fun to do a project like that, I would think. 
it was really interesting. Like I, I forget how the director Kasky Ebling, um, how you know that's the kind of fun, exciting thing about being an actor is you kind of wonder like this, like right. how did you guys find me? Like right. why this? <laughs> and it's like kind of going with it. And I'm thinking, you know. Like, wow, this can be tough sometimes, but I'm so glad I'm not wearing a suit, you know, nine to five. Absolutely. But um, I, a suit, I don't even know what that means. Well, um, but like, like a pantsuit, like a Hillary right. Clinton. Like, like a Hillary, yeah, like yeah. A Hillary yeah. Clinton. Yeah. But um, I just flew out to do it. And then knowing that there was, seeing some of the animation. Right. But, you know, not seeing that all that, you know, they say they do it in post or whatever. Right. And then seeing the film in New York and going, oh my God, wow, that's so crazy. It's so cool, you know? Yeah. And she and um, those guys were just really imaginative. and It was wild. At first I, I was watching, it seemed kind of normal, and it, it takes this twist where he's like seeing, ima- I don't know if he's seeing imaginary people or what it is, but just these cast of characters that follow him through the street was well, it's really basically amazing. like his mental illness is manifested in animation. Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting, you know, they're characters. And I think, you know, we all have parts of ourselves, and but it's just specific. So it's pretty visually interesting, very interesting. And a challenge to move a story along in 10 minutes, which right. is really, I thought it was pretty well done. So absolutely. So, uh, a couple more questions for uh, you, and okay. I promise we'll let you go. These are going to be uh-huh. really easy. You can't see, but it's she's so trying to run out the door. difficult drinking <laughs> this wine and right. sitting here. <laughs> um, so, um, we talk about some of the one-offs that you've done, like Sex in the City, Law and Order, Damages. Um, uh, you know, th- those are things that you probably do as an actor. It's, it's, uh, were, they, were they roles that were specific that you saw that you liked, or is it just like got to pay the bills and got to do the, the this type of stuff well it's i mean could be both you, know, you just you just you're auditioning all the time mm-hmm. and then you get called then you you know you get the call and usually in tv it's very quick it's right. like tomorrow right and usually you know it's 10 o'clock and so you get an email that says, oh, by the way, the entire script is changed. Your role is changed. All, All right. the dialogue that you memorize for the audition is completely different. The scene's different. And you're just kind of like, it's kind of like being dropped in the wilderness and right. like, here's your canteen, do it. You know, right. and you're just like, oh my God. And so it's, it's tough having, you know, like for damages, that was just kind of the way things were there. Sure. But I showed up literally, it was a, a question of either A, sleeping, or B, memorizing my lines. Oh, nice. So I chose sleeping. Yep. I would do the same um, yeah, so that I so. actually could do something right. the next morning at 5 a.m. And again, your calls are at 5, 6 a.m. So it's, there's no time to say like, oh, well, I just got to brush my, you know, it's like, no, you're in the car, you're on your way to set. Right. And it's like, you know, being prepared, like preparing yourself for knowing that you're going into a situation that you're not prepared for, mm-hmm. you know, is pretty tough. But when you afterwards, you're like, I'm pretty badass. Like, how, how <laughs> right. do I get through that? Yeah, like, that's wow. when you realize how good you are is when you're done at the end of the day and you go, well, shit, that wasn't, you know, I pulled that off. I made that look like I planned it that way. <laughs> but in that particular instance, like Ryan Philippe, I was playing his ex. Okay. And um, 
And he just like totally like he came into my dressing room and he was like, look, don't take this personally. This happens to all of us. It's tough. Let's run it. Let's run it. And I was like, automatically. And that's the great thing about, you know, being production is there's usually someone that's just like, I'm here for you. Right. right. And you don't know them, but they'll just, they're just, you just feel inherently that they are present for you and they know, you know, and it just made things like, okay, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, other crazy actors have survived this. I can too, you know? And Absolutely. So. Well, I have to say, what's funny is uh, you're on our you're you grace the televisions in my home fairly often. I have three oh. sons, and the older two absolutely love Roseanne. Oh yeah, oh. The, the youngest is under a year, so don't be offended. <laughs> but uh, so you're on the TV quite often, and uh, I don't know if it was TBS or TNT or whoever replays SVU, but there was uh. actually a day when Carter, my 13 year old, said, "Oh my God, it's that's that's the one from Roseanne." <laughs> on Law and Order, and I was like, "No, it's not. It's two very different freaking shows." And so right. I came into the living room and was like, "Oh well, I'll be sure damned. Enough. Way to yeah. go, son." Yeah. Well, for that, I was. It was like there's the courthouse in Queens Boulevarded, you know. And before I was exonerated right. on right. the show, I was running like Frogger. Queens Boulevard is very busy, so I was running because they said that I wasn't old looking enough. So oh, I kept having to get age makeup. Oh my oh. gosh. Because in that case, they offered me it without sight unseen. And <laughs> then I show up and they're saying, oh my God, basically like you're way too young to be playing this. So they put like, they got like the gray makeup. I was, I was like, well, oh gotta my God. It's got to feel good though, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that's I, right. I'd I was exonerated, so of course. It felt <laughs> right. good. No, I'd be flattered about needing the aging makeup. Like, <laughs> But there was a scene there and and we were shooting the scene of course there's like a thing in you know new york everyone's on law and order and what they say to you is you know you're you know that you're due to just show up cry <laughs> right and just like britain while the leads are looking at you like oh and you're like oh, hey, something oh horrible and they're like we're gonna help you you oh, know nice. so everyone's like oh you shed some tears and you know that's the audition so, so you basically show up and you're like even if you're like the the best soap opera actor, you still got to muster up those tears, right? Oh. So it's, you kind of got to go inward and do that work and find something that's, you know, horrific to think about. But, you know, the crew was in the hallway that during that shoot and they were really noisy. And the two, like Mariska Hardigay and the other guy just like went in the hallway and they were like, Hey everyone, like we have a guest actress here and she's doing the work because you please. Like they just like oh, totally mm -hmm. fiercely stood up for me. Ben, Benson strikes me that way. Mariska Agarte's character, Benson. Yeah, I could see her doing, I could see her going out in the hallway and laying the smack down and being like, I mean, Becky's had, in here. I don't know down. these people, but yeah. like it was like, it that's, was really cool. That's pretty yeah, huge, that is though, because cool. it's got to be hard. You got to be in a place to, to make that happen. So. Well, well like, like you're saying, yeah. when it's when it's you know you're in the car at five o'clock in the morning, and then it's you know cry on demand and back I do to that. Makeup right. and I do that every day with traffic in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. It's not hard. So. Or with Fringe too. It's like I show up. It's 16 degrees in Brooklyn. And they're like, you know, a good idea when she gets serial killed is to put her in a chiffon dress. When she, again, when she's dead, we'll put her in a chiffon dress. 
And I just imagine, like, in L.A., they're like, yeah, let's just give her shit, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. New York. <laughs> oh, I, I, I was imagining LA. your mother calling to go, I can see you breathing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, and I'm... And then there's, like, hay around me and the lights, and I'm thinking, is this, like, a Joan of Arc moment that's going to happen? Because this looks precarious. But um, then the producer comes up to me, and she's like, you know, just think about tropical environments. And I'm like, screw you, and you're like, Patagonia Gore-Tex outfit, dude. Yeah, right. You know, I'm like, but, you know, you start to think, did I really want this role? Like... Yeah. Do am I like really going for this yeah. to like, be you know, in I've this situation? I've walked off other TV shows for right. less, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like. Did I really need to play Dead Woman number six? Like this might be. Yeah. Well, and it's like, <laughs> but it, as an actor, you really—that's the thing. You're like, I know Buddha did it. Buddha could do this. Like right. you're thinking, like, well, it's human. It must be humanly possible. Right. Yeah. And it's like, right. well, it's humanly possible. Like crawl inside a boa constrictor too but do oh, you yeah. really want to do that no you know? absolutely not <laughs> i saw one guy try it didn't work yeah. out well yeah. i figured it's nice to see though i mean it, it really does come across very genuinely one of two things is going on you're either a remarkably good bser or you tremendously enjoy what you do because it very much comes across in talking to you you can I tell really that you did. genuinely enjoy everything's right. easier in retrospect right right yeah 2020. So, so what can we look out for from Lisi? What can we look out for? Well, Anything coming up? Theater? I just finished um, doing a kind of a series of pilots. A friend of mine that um, that does the music for Dale Radio, which is a really fun podcast oh, cool. that it. I've done a few times um, in Brooklyn um, with my friend James. And my friend Steve decided that he wanted to create a show. So I just finished shooting that, and it's really funny, and he's trying to pitch it to oh, network. Weird. So I love that. I love, like, showing up for people that I am invested in artistically and, like, Absolutely. helping oh, nice. build stuff up from the, the ground up, rather. You know, because it's like, it just, everyone's really... They care. They right. really care. It's not like, oh, well, this is my 17th show and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like this, hey, you know, I've I've been watching this stuff my whole life. I want to do something that's funny. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to laugh. And that's what he said. He said, I wrote this because I want to laugh. And I thought, that's cool, you know. And he's yeah, like, will great. you do it? And I'm like, why not? So <laughs> That's awesome. We'll have to look out for some of that stuff. Yes, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. And I know you've got to get to dinner with your friends. I don't want to keep you. Yeah. Um, but I really want to say thank you so much for doing the show. I yeah, you've been be very kind it. with your well, time this nice evening. Well, you guys. It's it's fun to, to be in Chicago and to be with Chicagoans and be back here in Logan Square. It's like, it just feels great. So I appreciate it. Well, like I said, as much as we appreciate your time this evening, you do have to promise that if you find yourself back in Chicago uh, doing the stage again, All right, you have you to let that us come. Steppenwolf, Wisdom yes. Bridge, everyone. <laughs> Shout Absolutely. out. But you got to let us come back and talk to you again if that happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you so much, Lisi. We appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. Oh, yeah. thanks. Awesome time with Lisey Gorenson. That was it so was. Cool. She gave us a lot of her time. That was really nice. And I didn't expect the whole, uh, I didn't expect the family entourage. No, no. It was awesome. Reed and Steve, they were just really phenomenal. It was, it, what, a, what a great crowd. He's shouting yeah. stuff over. I love it. I yes. Love it. Yeah. Seriously. Steve's helping out with the, the side stuff. We should have asked him for the dish about our formative years. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should yeah. We'll have to get Steve on the show next. Oh, time yeah. Let's sure. book Steve for yeah. sure. The, <laughs> Steve, the illegal Parker. I love it. Next love podcast. It. Um, make sure you guys check it out. This place here, we, we uh, Webster's Wine Bar here. It's uh, 2601 North Milwaukee and Logan Square. This place is really amazing. 
Um, Guys, this is a really cool place. Seriously, beautiful joint, easy to get to. Dollar Oysters on Sundays. They do wine tastings every two weeks. Free live music on Mondays. This is really the place to be if you're in the neighborhood. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Jerry, thank you so much for filling in. Oh, it was a pleasure. Anytime. I'll be Bill anytime. Yeah, you have to join us. We could do a, a three-way, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Plus, uh, oh, I'll do all kinds of three-ways as Bill. Yeah, there we go. I'll do pygmy three-ways as Bill. <laughs> I'll do three-ways with farm animals as Bill. Oof, good times. Anytime. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we're out. We'll see you. Later. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and airplane. Lenny Bruce is not afraid. I have a hurricane. Listen to yourself. Churn world serves its own needs. Dummy serve your own needs. Beat it up and knock speed. Grunt no strength. The ladder starts to clatter with fear. Fight down high. Fire in a fire. Represented seven games in the cavalry for hire at a combat site. Left to us and coming in a hurry with the furies beating down your neck. Team, my team reporters baffle Trump. Kevin Kraft, look at that. No planes, fine. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.